going to be we're going to be in Psalm Psalms uh, mostly this morning. But uh, let's see, how many have a Bible? There you go. And if you didn't have one, I would say, well, you just grab one. This is God's word for me today. We're going to be in Psalms chapter 13. Um, one, of the, one of the things, and you've heard me talk about it before, I, I love David. I love to hear about David. I love to read about David. I love to talk about David. David was not a perfect person. David had struggles in life. If you read the scripture and if you read any commentary, David wasn't a very good father. And yet, David was a man of God. He had struggles and issues, but he worked through those. And that's what I love most about David. You know, we, we just came through 2018, and, and as we talked about last week, I'm sure everybody had plans and goals that they didn't meet in 2018. I'm a, Beth, you, you saying that's not true? Oh, but there's hope, right? Because you're still breathing, you're still upright, you're still eating, right? So 2019, you're ready. I'm sure you, you're, you're already thinking of all the things that you're probably not going to get accomplished in 2019. Because there's not enough time, right? And, and so if there's things in 2018 that you had planned on doing, you've shifted them now to 2019. And you're wondering, are we ever going to get to that point, right? Are we ever going to make it to that goal? Are we ever going to get to the point where we can say, ah, I made it. And just when you do, guess what? Something else happens. Something else breaks. Something else needs attention. When you get to where you're going, there's always somewhere else to go, right? When you go on vacation, you get there, finally get there, you get unpacked, you get your vacation, and then guess what happens? You have to go home, right? You turn around, you pack back up. That doesn't keep you from going on vacation, does it? Doesn't keep you from doing this or doing that. But what it does is you got to realize there's always movement. There's always going on. And and if you have kids and you've traveled very far with them, or or if you have a spouse, there the question is: Are we there yet? Are we there yet? As soon as you get in the car and head down the road, are we there yet? I did the same thing. I can remember. Riding in the car, are we there yet? Sometimes we get frustrated with that question. But how many times have you asked God that question? God, are we there yet? I thought by now, God, we would be running 150 in church and running two services. And I thought by now, God, that that you know, we, we would be doing this. And I thought by now, God, that, that this would be taking place. And I thought by now, God, that, that, that all my kids would be coming to church with me and, and, and all my family would be saved. And, and, and I thought by now, God, that, that everything would be going smooth. When am I going to get there, God? Why is it, God, that every time I just think I got things going my way, all of a sudden something happens that I didn't see coming? So... 
some of the things that we realize in life is that it's a process that never ends. When it ends, guess what? It's somebody else's problem, right? Because they're burying you. Psalm chapter 13, verses 1 through 3 say this. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? Forever? This is David. How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Let's pray. Lord, this morning I thank you that you're here. Your presence is like Pastor Jared said. Your presence goes before us. Your presence stands beside us, and yet your presence is within us. And I just ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us today in our thoughts, in our actions, in our words that would bring honor and glory to you and help us, Lord, to do what you've asked us and called us to do. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, King David is in a tough time. Have you ever been there? I think we all have been off times. And he's wondering. And David wonders it out loud. Where are you, God? Are you over there? Over there, maybe? Where are you, God? And I, and I find this, you know, I, uh, for some reason growing up, and, and even there are certain people throughout my, my life that have always said, oh, you don't ever ask God why. And until I discovered for myself what the Scripture says, I would think, oh, yeah, you can't ask God why. But when I discover what the, the Scripture says, I see that the psalmist David, a man after God's own heart, is continually saying, why, God? That's, that's what he's saying here. Why, God, did I, I do this and I thought it was right and it didn't turn out the way I thought it was? Why, God, does, does this person get the promotion that I should have got? Why, God, do, does that person over there uh, have, a, have a nicer house than I have? Why, God, did my septic tank busted today? Why, God, is this happening to me? And why is it, God, that nothing ever goes my way? I never get what I want, God. Seems like everybody else gets what they want, but I don't get what I want. Why God? Why God? Why God? See, David here is in a spot. David here is having a tough time. But what I love about David, one, that he's got a re good enough relationship with God that he's not afraid to talk to him. But two, that He's got a good enough relationship with God that he knows who God really is. You see, David goes on in verse 4. My enemy shall, will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fail. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, wait a minute, David. Wait a minute. 
just a few verses ago, you're saying, oh, why is this happening to me? And why is that happening to me? And now he's proclaiming the fact that God is still God. And that I can still trust God, that I can still depend on God, that I can still know that God has my back no matter what the circumstances tell me, no matter what the neighbor tells me, no matter what the world tells me, my God is a steadfast God. He's unmovable and unchangeable. And if you were thinking maybe the past would calm down a little bit in 2019, I guess we started off wrong. David didn't get stuck in the first part of his scene. In the first part of his song, he didn't get stuck. So the first thing I want us to see this morning is, is David in the beginning stages, he's, he's stewing a little bit. He's got this thing going on and he's trying to figure it all out. How many are trying to figure it out this morning? How many have found that that's working for you? Come on now. But that's where it starts, right? That's okay. We're in this process of trying to, trying to see why this is going on and why that's going on and, 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 and all this struggle's happening all around us and it seems like we're in a whirlwind of turmoil and we're stewing about it. We're trying to figure it out. Maybe we're, maybe we're trying to you know, get some good advice and we're trying to see what in the world I can do to make it better and that's, that, that's okay. We see these first few verses as David is asking the questions, how long and, and will you forget me forever? How long am I going to be down and how long are, is my enemy going to be able to stand over me? And so we see that it's okay to be honest with God because let me tell you the secret is he already knows how we feel. <laughs> You're not fooling him. You can fool some of the people some of the time you can't ever fool God. People, other people might be able to, might not be able to read your face, but God can, because He looks way past that. He's already seen the heart. So why not just be upfront with Him? Why not just say, God, I am struggling today. My faith is a little low today, God. I just am not seeing things happen the way that I thought they. And what's going on, God? And as we begin to ask those questions, as we begin to stew, or, or, and, and we allow those things to percolate, we can realize that when we are in a true relationship with somebody, we can have an honest, open conversation. You see, David knew God had a plan for his life. And I would tell you, each one in this room, the same thing this morning. God has a plan for your life. God has named you. He has already, he's already put it into play what He has for you. And like I, I believe the Lord was saying this morning, He's waiting many times just waiting for us to unlock the box that He already has for us. All the valuable stuff, all the things that He wants to do, He's waiting for us to submit to Him and say, Yes, Lord, I will do that. God is our best friend. And our intimacy with Him allows us to open up our hearts to Him. Allows us to cry to Him. Allows us to share with Him how exactly how we're feeling. You see, many times it seemed like the plans God had for David were on hold while he was dealing with all this other stuff in his life. God had big plans for David. 
And yet, if you read all the things that happened in David's life, it just seems like time and again, David couldn't be the, the king that God called him to be because he was dealing and struggling with so many other things. Right after David was anointed king, what was his first struggle? The king Saul was trying to kill him. <laughs> right after the anointing came the persecution. Right after the anointing came a time where David had to run for his life. Right after the anointing, David's in the wilderness, hiding in caves. And, and right after the anointing, and you think you got it rough. Sometimes I think I got it pretty rough. Right after the blessing of God on his life, David have to began to have to deal with the issues surrounding him. You see, he's crying out, Oh, how long, oh God? How long do I have to deal with this situation? How long do I have to deal with this illness? How long do I have to deal with this bank account that shows that there's nothing in it? How long do I have to deal with that neighbor? Whew. Come on now. How long, oh Lord? And you think about David, and, and, and he had his own kids trying to kill him. And, and, and you think, how long do I have to continue to live my life in such a way that, that I never planned on? That isn't a joy at times to even be living it out this way. And sometimes we get in a hurry. You don't think so? Uh, them Arkansas boys got a lot of patience, don't they? We sometimes get in a hurry and we try. Has anybody ever tried to shove God along a little bit? You know, give, give him a little help. Here, God, I'll help you a little. Usually don't work out very good, does it? How long? How long? In the early years of the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln became so angered at the inactivity of Union Commander George McClellan that the president wrote his commanding general this one-sentence letter. If you don't want to use the army, I should like to borrow it for a while. Respectfully, A. Lincoln. Sometimes we, we just want to push things along. How long, oh Lord? You know, if you're there this morning, I, I'm not going to condemn you. I'm not going to tell you there's something wrong with you. I'm not going to tell you you're a good Christian. I'm going to say, that's okay. That's okay. Don't stay there. Don't stay in that. It's okay to be there. It's okay to, it's okay to question and, and, and wonder and ask God. But don't stay there. You see, David realized that it was time to move out of that spot. It was time to move out of the first few verses. It was time to move out of the questions about, uh, to God. And it was time to realize who God really was. He says this to God, look on me and answer, O Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. You see, David went from a time of questioning to a time of prayer. He knew that he could sit around and question all day long. And not that that was such a bad thing, but it wasn't getting him the answers, was it? 
He realized that he needed to make a transition from the moment where he was questioning and asking God why to falling on his face before God and letting God begin to speak to him and letting God to begin to show him, letting God to be, begin to able to answer the prayers of his, the cry of his heart. He says, oh, look on me, O Lord, and answer. Give me an answer. Give light to my eyes. How many this morning maybe need to just surrender and say, okay, God, I, I've been in this place over here too long. I just need to fall on my face before you this morning and say, God, I, look on me and give me that answer. Give me that answer today that I so need. You see, I believe that, that when, when David gets to this point, David was a, if you read about David, David is a very expressive person. David was one who, he got into it, man. I, I believe when he fell on his face before God, he began to cry out. He be, probably began to weep tears. He probably be, just began to shout with all his voice, Lord God, I need an answer. I'm giving it to you today. And I believe he spent some time as, as he just spoke with the Lord and asking God to hear his prayer and asking God to answer and asking God to give light to his eyes. I like that. He says, give light to my eyes. I want to see, God. I want to begin to see it as you see it. I want to begin to see the world around me the way you see it. I want to be able to see the good things in life that, that sometimes I overlook. I believe sometimes we get... We get in such a position in our lives that we don't even see the blessing God has right before us. We see so much of the negative. We see so much of, of the things that are wrong that we don't even see the beauty and the blessing of the world around us. We come home from work and we're so tired. And, and when our kids come up to us, we, we, we don't even see the beauty that God gives. We see another annoyance. Now, come on, I ain't being, trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be real. Sometimes we... We lose sight of the things that are so important. Give light to my eyes, oh God. Begin to let me see the good things in my life. Begin to let me see the blessings that you have put before me, even in the midst of the trial, even in the midst of all the garbage, even in the midst of what I, I can't understand. Man, there is so much good around me. God, help me to begin to see. Light up my eyes so I might begin to be able to see the good things that you have put in front of me. Sometimes it just takes that beginning of that little thing just, just like that. Just that little card or that little drawing. That little, I love you, Daddy. I love you, Mom. Thank you for being there for me. As they get older, as you, they begin to say thank you for, for being there. Or thank you for, for helping me in that. Thank you for... But if we're not careful, we, we, we're in such a mess all around us that we, don't, we lose sight of that. David said, listen, give light to my eyes. Let me see the goodness around me. Let me see the blessings that you have given me, even in the midst of all the turmoil that surrounds me. Begin to light up my eyes. He needs to just begin to know God is there. He needs, he needs something to remind him that God never left him. He needs something to remind him that in the midst that God had still had his hand on his life. Philippians 4, chapter 6 and 7. Do not be anxious 
about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You say, Pastor, that's a good scripture. How do I live that one out? We live that out as we, as we just begin to trust Him more. We come to Him in prayer. We ask. We thank Him. And we just begin to allow Him to give us that peace that says, okay, God, I'm following Your plan. I'm following Your purpose. I'm going to receive Your peace. I think sometimes a problem falls in there is when we're expecting God's peace and we're not following God's plan. We know what the Scripture says we should be doing or not be doing, and because we refuse to obey the Scripture, we, we're never going to have that peace. So this morning, as we, as we think about that, and, and, and we're to this place where we're calling out to God, I'm saying listen to His voice, and if He tells you to do something, you need to do it. If He's asking you to, to step out in a certain way, you need to do it. If He's asking you to, step, to change something in your life, you need to do it. Because it's only then will we really be able to find that peace that transcends all understanding. It says it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our minds and our hearts, as, as, as the enemy tries to bombard us, he wants to destroy our minds. He wants to destroy our hearts. He wants to keep us in turmoil. And God has that peace for us if we will just submit to him. An old songwriter, Ira Stamphill, writes this. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. You see, as humans, we're always wanting to know all the answers, right? We like to know the answers. If you're playing... Disney, any Disney game, and you want to know the answers, sit with Jared and Megan. They know the answers. You, I had this guy I worked with. If you wanted to know a sports question, he had all the answers. That's unbelievable, the, the sports knowledge this kid had. I think Josh, or Zach's going to be the same way someday. The kid is phenomenal. He, loves, he rattles off all these quarterbacks and all these different teams. And all these. It's like, dude. But we as humans, we want to know the answers. And sometimes, guess what? God just wants us to settle for, I don't know the answer, but I know my God. I don't know how it's all going to work out. But that's okay, because I know God. And I know He has the answers. And I know at the time and the appointed moment, He's going to give me the answer. And, I, and it may not be today, and it may not be tomorrow, but I know that when it's time... He's going to give me the answer. He's going to show me and tell me what I need to know. President or Mark, Dr. Mark Rutland, who was the president of Southeastern College, an AG college down in Florida, in his book, God of the Valleys, writes this. From the mountaintops, we view life. In the valleys, we live it. We went up, when we went down to Tennessee this year, we went with our friends up to the top of the highest mountain in, in Tennessee. As we got up there, 
there was no view at all because it was a complete cloud out. We were in the cloud. You couldn't see it. The, 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 uh, Sister Goodrich was so beside herself. She apologized a hundred times because I said, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're good with it. But when you get up on that mountaintop, you know, and, and normally when, the, you know, when you can see, you can see for distances. We were driving through the mountains on the way home. You could see for miles and miles and beauty, the beauty. And, and that was great. But you live life in the valley. You live life when you get out, get home. And you live life in, in a day-to-day circumstance. And that's where the struggle is. It'd be great. And we always love the mountaintop experience. But we live in the valley. And when we're living in the valley, many of the time, we just have to trust God. That old song when I was a kid, I don't know how old it is, but I put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. It's a process of continually putting your hand in God's hand and saying, oh, but God, I trust you. I, I, I'm scared and I'm frustrated and, and, and I don't know where else to turn, but God, I'm in your hand and I know that you're going to see me through and I trust you. The Bible teaches us that these, these times of struggle stretch us and help to build our faith and to develop our maturity. We talk a lot about, we've talked a lot about maturity and we talk about our kids and, 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 and we see them grow and mature and, and watch them grow. And they learn things and, 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 they, and you think, wow, that's awesome. That's what God thinks when he looks at us and he sees us grow and mature spiritually. He's cheering us on. Yeah, he knows there's going to be some bumps in the road. He knows we're going to fall off our bike once in a while once we get the training wheels off. But he knows that if we're faithful, we just pick ourselves up and we hop back on and we keep on and going. He smiles and says, yeah, well, that old skin knee will heal. Just keep on riding. Just keep on going. As we, as we continue through life and as we trust Him, as we put our hand in His hand, we realize that we can do that. Dad and Mom wouldn't lead us astray, would they? When they put us on that bike again, they wouldn't lie to us. Sooner or later, you're going to get it. Sooner or later, you're going to be able to ride. You might fall down another time or two. And even once you learn to ride, guess what? Once in a while, you steer the wrong way. I was riding home from the pool one day. My brother's 10-speed bike, nice 10-speed bike, probably wasn't even supposed to be on it. And I'm riding home, and I'm going as fast as I can, and I go around the corner, and of course, I went off the road and, and right into a culvert. Yeah, wasn't pretty. Whew, my mom was mad at the city for that culvert. I don't know why she was mad about that culvert being there, but she was mad. They, I don't know what all, she was mad. They, Mom, that was just a stupid mistake I made. I come way too fast. I made a bad choice, and I ended up getting skinned up again. But I had to keep going. And see, God knows that in the course of living this life, that we're going to have struggles and we're going to have issues and even we're going to make some mistakes that are going to cause us to get skinned up. But he's cheering us on the whole time. Come on, dude, get up. 
There's more to do. There's more to accomplish. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. Get back up. Get back going. And so as we finish this morning, we see surrender. You see, David goes on and he says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You see, David got his eyes off of the enemy. He got his eyes off the problem. He got his eyes off the circumstance, and he started seeing the Savior. He saw God, and he realized, God, but you've never failed me. You're always there for me. You always lead me into that green pasture. I may be going through a time right now, but you know, compared to you, God, that's nothing because I know who my God is. And I will trust in Him. I will surrender to Him. I will give Him my all because He has given me His all. And this morning, I want us to remember that that in the process process of that, we have to evaluate where we're at in life and are are we surrendered to Him or are we still holding on to us? Are we surrendered to Him or are we still wanting some things our way and some things His way? Are there things in our life that we need to surrender in order that we might be able to trust that He will do for us? what we need to do. Are we willing to stick our key in this morning and say, you've got it all, God? He is the great I am. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when we begin to look up, we gain an eternal perspective. We look around us and we see, we see the earthly. We see the mortal. We see our bodies <laughs> snap, crackle, and pop. Ooh, ate too many Rice Krispies as a kid. When we begin to look here, we begin to see the natural. And when we see too much of the natural, there's a little bit of doubt that begins to creep in. We need to keep looking up to see the eternal and to recognize that our God has never failed. Our God has never failed, nor will He ever If you put your trust in Jesus to forgive your sins, you know that He writes your name in the Lamb's book of life. And as you do that, and if you've done that, you realize that the things of this life no longer have a hold on you, no, no longer have power over you. But you need to surrender completely and just say, Lord, today I give it to you. Tommy Dorsey wrote the Old song, precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. He wrote that after his wife and son died during childbirth and right after childbirth. Went through some struggles and then one day, one day, He found his voice again. And as he wrote those words and he wrote that song, his heart began to heal. He writes this, I learned that when we are in our deepest grief, when we feel farthest from God, this is when he is closest and we are most open to his restoring power.
So this morning, if you're in a position of stewing, I encourage you, don't stay there. It's okay that you're there. But don't stay there. He's got so much more for you. Is there a stirring in your heart? Is there a, is there a crying out? Is there a, a moment this morning where you're just falling on your face before Him? That's You're there, you're going, but keep moving. Get to that place that you get to when you surrender and recognize God is here. Is that where you're at this morning? Because I know sometimes I think I'm there and then I realize I'm still, I'm still needing to keep moving. I'm still needing to keep going towards Him. This morning, if that's you, I want you to know God is here to meet with you. If there are things in your life today that you need to surrender to Him, I want you to know that He is here. If you're here this morning and, and you, you don't have a... You just, you're just in the middle of it and you don't, you don't even see how you can get past it. I want you to know that He wants to help you move into that place of surrender. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? 2019 can be the year that you surrender it all and you begin the walk that He has called you to. Are you willing? Are you willing? No matter where you're at this morning, no matter what position you find yourself today, He wants more for you in this year than you've ever had before. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you would say, Pastor, I'm, I'm just really struggling, but I know God has a plan and a purpose, and I'm moving on today. I'm moving to him, towards Him. That'd be you. I want you to raise your hand. Yes. Yes, I see those hands. Thank you for your honesty this morning. And if you're here this morning, you would say, Pastor, I haven't made the first step. I... I've really not committed my life to Him. And, 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 and all that you've said this morning sounds good, but I don't even know where to start. I want you to know the very first step is asking Him to forgive you of your sins, repenting and accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning, and you would say, Pastor, I want to do that. I want to take that first step. I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. He's a faithful father. He's faithful to forgive us and to help us. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you to make a bold step this morning. If you raised your hand, I'm just going to ask you to come to the front. We're going to pray together as we close this service. But you raised your hand and God saw that hand. But if you want to make another bold step and say, Pastor, I'm coming to the front. I'm going to agree with my brothers and sisters in the Lord that this year I'm going to be able to see all God has for me. I want you to just come and we're going to close this service out and we're just going to pray for one another. If you raised your hand this morning, just, just slip on out and come on up and we're going to close with a time of prayer. If you, didn't, if you didn't raise your hand after we get up here and you want to come in behind and just pray together, that would be welcome as well this morning. Thank you.